to just pray that they've got for the last 130 years and also pray for these guys for the next time. We want to pray to God, not just words, but come face to face with our Lord God. Father God, you are a good, good Father. You have been a good, good Father to each and every one of us. That so many countless people have walked in these doors. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Father, for your, for your patience, for your love, for your protection. Lord Jesus, this is all for you. Everything we do, we just long to glorify your name. To give you the glory that is due to you and you alone. The name of Father. We worship you. We praise you for the cross. For the cross that is as relevant today. Even, it seems more relevant Lord, than ever before in our society. In Blackheath, in the Blue Mountains, Lord. We praise you, Lord. We join with the angels, we join with that, that countless, countless, countless number before the throne worshipping you. Holy Spirit, we thank you so much for, for loving the church, for longing to see the church of God as that life on a hill that Jesus called. We want to just pray for your leading, for your guiding, for your power. Because we know, Lord, we, we're powerless to change hearts and stone. We're powerless to fight the evil one. But, but with your presence with us, glorifying the name of Jesus, we know we will see wondrous signs in the next 130 years. Well, good morning, everybody. <laughs> I've chosen to actually read a written statement. And it's really concerning what happened last Sunday morning. Um, if you want to hear Dr. Angela Reed preach, I previously heard Angela speaking this great being led by her message and also deeply moved by her prophetic ministry. She spoke words to me that were identical to words I felt the Lord speak to me about 17 years ago, almost word for word. And I was greatly encouraged. And, and I watched the impact that Angela's ministry was having all over New South Wales. I was delighted when she told me she was free to come to BBC last Sunday. For those who weren't here, it's a different style of preaching than we normally have. At the end of the talk, about 20 to 30 people came forward for prayer. Many of them fell backwards onto the ground at the front of the church. I think that two or three rows were removed so that could happen. BBC turned to 130 this week. And it turns out what happened last Sunday morning was first, especially on that scale. For some people, the experience left them feeling confused, perhaps angry, even worried about the direction BBC is going. I want to apologise to those who were negatively impacted by what happened last Sunday morning. In my conversations with some long-term BBC members, I thought that such events, whilst not exactly in every week occurrence, were at least commonplace enough in the past for me to feel comfortable to ask Angela to come here. And I do ask you forgiveness if you've been hurt. For others, it was a time of great blessing, empowerment, 
encouragement. And I praise God that Angela's message was so timely for you all. And that you took that step of faith in response to her invitation. On the Sunday night prior to Angela's visit, I read a quote about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is weird. Yes, I said it. The Holy Spirit is weird. The true definition of weird is supernatural, unearthly, uncanny. He is unusual. He prompts you to do things that are uncomfortable. He gives you boldness to stand where you should sit, the faith to believe when you doubt, the grace to forgive when you should be grudged. The truth is that many people want to control the Holy Spirit. They don't like the fact that he's weird. Because if he is weird and he's in us, then we will be weird. Who wants that? I do. The Holy Spirit is weird, but he's not crazy. He's not trying to embarrass you. He's trying to embolden you. If we just get over our needs to be in control of every single detail of our lives, we might find that the Holy Spirit completely knows how to lead and guide us. Even if his actions seem a bit weird. And I love that quote. I think it perfectly epitomises my own personal walk with the Lord. In my early days as a Christian, such times of ministry as we saw last Sunday were very commonplace. And during those times, as I lay on the floor, I felt the Holy Spirit's presence so powerfully and personally. Much of what the Holy Spirit was leading and guiding me to do, including being in ministry, occurred at such times. I left the church on fire to do God's will. I know that several people I spoke to also share that sense of God's perfect timing and refreshment after Angela's visit last Sunday. Such times of ministry become less tolerant when they do occur, they are always refreshing and timely. I've myself had the privilege of meeting such times of ministry over mentioned in the previous Sunday night that these more dramatic, if I could use the words, outpourings of the Holy Spirit are infrequent. For those who have had such intimate experience of the Holy Spirit, there is always a great hunger for more of that. But I've learned a very important lesson at such times. In and of themselves, they're useless unless they're shaped and informed by the precious Word of God. More common is our experience of the Holy Spirit as the Spirit of Truth. Can I just pause and say, Mary, you epitomised that this morning. The one who refines and convicts and excites us when we hear God's word preached. That is certainly my background, as well as attending those revival meetings I spoke of earlier in the morning. At night I attended a very conservative Baptist church in Armadale. I was just as moved into action by the powerful ministry of the spoken word there as I was by those other experiences. I left the church on fire to do God's word when I heard a good sermon preached. The Holy Spirit is many other things. He is the counsellor who draws close to us in our afflictions. He gives us hope, he comforts us, he testifies with God's beloved children and we have a good father. He's also the one who allows us to passionately and authentically worship in spirit and in truth. I'm excited about the position BBC is in. In past years it was much simpler coming to a church like BBC Everybody worshipped the same. He knew what it was going to look like. Those days have gone. Now, in the past, you weren't exposed to how others did things, but now we have this melting pot of different styles. We have them in this church. It's exciting, but it's uncomfortable, and it's challenging. I often share a picture of what I feel God is doing in these days. 
It's like strong rivers are converging. They're not just running on their own anymore. It's coming together. And when strong rivers come together, there is turbulence. I see that happening in many ways. Different denominations and different styles of doing church and ministry collide. People no longer simply go to the denomination they grew up in. Well, the temptation is to go back to doing things the way they used to, separate those rivers again. But how much stronger and larger will the river of God be if it gets beyond the turbulence to the new thing God wants to do? The best of both worlds rather than either or. I've sadly seen too many churches divide over the issues we face as a result of the last One camp says we need to be going forward, forget the former things. God's doing the new thing. The other is very suspicious of this new thing. It has some very serious theological issues for being told to avoid it, to speak against that sort of stuff. Two things we must be mindful not to grieve the Holy Spirit. The book of 1 Corinthians shows how painful it is for our Lord when we fall in hands. In fact, as Paul lists the different gifts of the Holy Spirit, he said the greatest gift of all is love. As Mary again said this morning, timeliness. The first fruit of the Holy Spirit's presence in our life is the love of God. Regardless of whatever else happens as we worship together in this wonderful building pot called Beatty Stick, let's remember that the Holy Spirit's primary role in our midst is to give glory to the name of Jesus. And Jesus himself, again as Mary told us this morning, says the world we know will know we are his disciples by our love for one another, even when we give up. However, as a church, I believe we also need to be careful not to quench the Holy Spirit. Put out the fire he wants to ignite, ignite in our midst. If what happened last Sunday morning was from God, then we will bear fruit in people's lives and it will overflow into our communities. I'm personally open to it to see so many people respond and hopefully to see great growth in their lives. Some of you may have concerns about what you feel or where you feel Andy is leading the church or the direction I'm taking the church. Can I say, I don't feel it's my job as a pastor to lead the church anyway. I do, however, want to walk with you all of you to help discern and see what God has in store for us. Perhaps my greatest desire in these times is that we echo the words of James the Apostle in the first half of Acts 15 28. It seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us. Perhaps I've raised more questions than answers for you. I've asked that our eldership and myself just stay behind up the front following the conclusion of the morning service. And we want to be available to anyone who wants to debrief about last Sunday morning's service. You may have questions to ask. You may want to further have further prayer for what happened. I personally want to see BBC growing strong for another 130 years. So I ask that your prayers for the church leadership increase as we seek to go forward here. Please pray for your leaders. And look, if you'd like a copy of what I've said or want to speak further with me about anything, um, please let me know. Mary will put it on the website. And I, I, I really do encourage to give you the home groups, maybe to, to get a copy of this and just, just speak about it together, about what I've said. Will you just let me just pray and give thanks to the Lord?